Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Digital Switch. You will notice that my co-host Naveed is out today, so I am posting this one solo. But if you've been tuned in previously, you know that we discuss all things digital transformation on the show. But we also have a very specific ongoing series where we talk about different types of enterprise tools and how they solve critical problems. So this is one of those episodes, and we're going to be taking a closer look at data quality tools. Now, I know we've written numerous posts and recorded quite a few podcasts on the subject of data quality itself, but we haven't actually talked about the tools that provide it. So to bring insight to this topic, I am excited to welcome back our expert, Gangesh Ganesan, who is Pure Nova's founder and CEO. So Gangesh, thank you for being here again today. Uh, hi, Sonia. Uh, thanks uh, for hosting the show today and uh, happy to be uh, talking about data quality tools with you today. So we've established over the past couple episodes that improving data quality should really be a top priority for all enterprises, no matter the size or anything like that. And when businesses gather data from all their sources, we know they go through different transformations um, and different changes across the organization. And it can be extremely easy for the data to become untrustworthy, stale, or low quality over time. Now, we talk about three kind of buckets when it comes to data quality and how it can affect um, a business's success. So operational efficiency, regulatory compliance, and decision-making. So if we go to the topic for today, one of the ways to solve these challenges is to include data quality tools within your data management and data governance strategies. So this brings me to my first question, Gangesh. Can you expand on the reasons why data quality tools are so critical today and what are some of the benefits that they offer? You know, Sonia, as you mentioned, uh, you know, as enterprise data gets, uh, you know, you know, as it goes through the pipeline of enterprise operations, uh, the quality of the data is sometimes hard to deduce uh, or infer. And uh, this leads to several challenges for the enterprises. Uh, first, uh, you know, if you're a financial institution, it can potentially increase risks. Uh, the data inside the financial institution might be used for critical uh, decisions, pricing decisions, product decisions, uh, transaction trade decisions, um, counterparty position decisions, uh, and regulatory decisions. Uh, and all of these, um, you know, materially carry risk with, uh, you know, poor data quality. So the first major benefit that data quality tools offer is an ability to reduce risks uh, by having the right kind of controls uh, in place to guarantee the correctness of the data uh, that is used for such mission critical applications. Uh, the next one is the uh, is an important one that many institutions, not just financial institutions, uh, you know, many large enterprises are actually uh, realizing that once you have high quality data, the ability to monetize the data and have many more new opportunities for for the enterprise. Uh, is uh, significantly improved. So this is another major benefit. So imagine having high quality data now leads to direct top line growth because A, you can monetize the data yourself or B, uh, you can make better decisions and make more money. So not only are you reducing risks, uh, but now you're growing the revenue of the enterprise itself using data quality. Uh, and, and lastly, obviously, uh, the regulatory thing has another risk. Uh, regulators potentially can fine you. 
Um, and, um, you know, I'm kind of calling this out explicitly because many large financial institutions um, have more recently uh, have had challenges uh, across the board uh, with uh, regulatory compliance um, and data quality is uh, one of the primary reasons for it. Um, so these are some of the benefits that data quality tools offer enterprises versus not having them. So you listed some really incredible benefits that I think it's important to understand that regardless of what your industry um, that your business is in, the need for data quality will apply to you. So whether you're a mom and pop shop or a global enterprise, your business really can't be successful if it doesn't have trustworthy data. So let's take a step back and hone in on a particular space, which is the financial industry, where we have a lot of experience and you have significant knowledge. So I'm wondering, what are some data quality challenges that financial firms experience and how do they go about solving them today? Yeah, so the data quality challenges that uh, that are very common in the financial industry are broadly applicable in other enterprises in other verticals as well. Uh, but we'll use the financial industry as uh, sort of the benchmark here, primarily because we are targeted at the financial industry uh, currently. Um, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, we've been working with a lot of different financial clients over the last several years. Now, uh, the kinds of data quality challenges that firms uh, face uh, can broadly be categorized uh, in four ways. Um, you know, that's how I'm going to present them at least here today. First one uh, primarily is uh, these data quality tools help in catching uh, certain types of human errors. Um, and these could be, um, uh, you know, examples of it could be uh, incomplete data entry. Uh, there could be some workflow or process that involves some operator somewhere to enter an order in, a trade in, a transaction in, a payment in, uh, into some system. Uh, they could enter information uh, incomplete. Um, uh, so what could that mean? Uh, you know, it may be mandatory to enter a uh, date of birth uh, for a particular financial transaction uh, for an individual party making a transaction uh, as part of a um, know your customer uh, law or something like that. But somehow uh, that information was entered incompletely uh, into the system. That's an example of incompleteness. Uh, second, uh, something could be entered incorrectly. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, instead of the sum 10,000, uh, the user could type in a thousand. And now, uh, how do you actually catch such errors? Because uh, these are much harder to catch without having an appropriate type of data quality tool. So the first uh, class is this, uh, you know, human errors that are caused primarily due to uh, workflows. Uh, and, uh, you know, examples are uh, incorrect and uh, incomplete uh, data entry. The second class of errors are what I call are system errors. In this case, uh, one system or one one application exchanges data with another system or another application um, and, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, gets missed out. For example, you might load a file uh, into a platform and um, maybe the first row of the file got missed uh, because the first row, uh, the system thought it was a header row. In fact, the header row was not there uh, and therefore it missed one of the rows. Uh, so when you exchange information between multiple applications and systems, uh, occasionally there can be uh, such errors that can come in. Again, data quality tools can be set up uh, to catch these kinds of errors. The third kind of errors that we see in financial institution is what I would broadly call as data model errors. This is because of different representations of data in different systems in different ways. An example of it could be uh, one system is uh, in Europe uh, and it may record date as a date, month, year. 
And the second system uh, is actually in the US. This is a multinational bank, let's say. Uh, and this system uh, records day uh, uh, date as um, uh, you know month, day, uh, and uh, and year. Now you can see that when these two systems are interacting, uh, the date format is represented differently in the different systems. And while this sounds fairly straightforward, uh, some of this can be quite complex. Uh, uh, date-based uh, incorrect, um, you know, information exchange, uh, timestamp-based uh, incorrect uh, information exchange are uh, very common uh, in financial institutions uh, because of legacy systems, uh, different applications, different data formats. Uh, there are other more complex data, uh, other more complex data formats. Uh, all of which, uh, you know, can be solved if you can either canonicalize your data, uh, you know, canonical representation means a uniform representation for data in some standard way, or by using uh, data quality tools. Most enterprises uh, have not fully embarked on uh, normalizing and standardizing all of their data. They have made lots of attempts and, 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 and have done it, uh, but data quality tools um, are probably a quicker patchwork to solving the problems. The fourth type of errors that we see uh, within financial institutions are business logic related. Uh, in this case, uh, the errors are much more complex uh, or, or harder to catch. Uh, you may have something that we call a netting or a settlement system. Uh, you might take a whole bunch of sub accounts and aggregate them into a single parent account. Um, and in this case, the parent account balance uh, should match the sum of all the sub accounts. Uh, now, if uh, one of the sub accounts uh, information is missing, uh, then uh, the business logic will fail. Uh, now, these kinds of errors are much harder to catch. Um, and, um, you know, these are also, uh, you know, we see commonly in the financial institutions. So these are the kinds of broad set of data quality challenges we find um, in uh, in financial industry. But these are common, uh, you know, across other uh, enterprises and other uh, industries as well. So that was a great overview about the various errors that can occur within an enterprise in regards to data quality. But these errors need to be fixed. So we should talk about reconciliation for a minute. Um, it's well known that reconciliations are a significant part of both the middle and back office operations in most large financial institutions. And traditionally, reconciliations have been semi-manual or manual, and they've actually been a significant source of high costs for these firms. So can you tell our listeners how reconciliations are related to the topic today, which is data quality? So, uh, you know, I mean, in enterprises, uh, one of the ways by which they've tried to address uh, historically uh, data quality uh, is by uh, generally bucketing it under the line item that they call uh, reconciliations. And in reconciliations, what are you really doing? What you're really doing is taking uh, one system, system A, uh, running a report from it, and then uh, taking another system, system B, uh, running a report from it, and then comparing the two. Uh, and then, uh, you know, any uh, 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 errors or differences between the two are reconciled in one or both of the systems. And in, in, in the process of reconciliation, you're essentially saying, I'm going to make changes to either system A or system B based on the differences in the data between them. Uh, in some cases, I may have to make changes to both, but that's a rare case. Uh, usually, I might use one system as a golden source and uh, might actually reconcile the other system to this source. Uh, but there are other uh, kinds of models possible as well. 
Um, in, in the case of reconciliations, again, I'm going to be running data quality rules and comparing them between systems A and B. Um, and so one way by which uh, you know, uh, financial institutions, particularly in the context of business logic style um, you know, data quality issues, um, you know, the things that they've used are uh, tools that are specializing in such reconciliations. In general, when someone says that the product supports reconciliations, it's got uh, the ability to run data quality checks um, on um, on two systems, systems A and B. Uh, so uh, in reality, reconciliations and data quality are somewhat, uh, data quality tools uh, are somewhat uh, uh, synonymous. Um, and so, you know, that's basically, uh, people use this term somewhat interchangeably. Um, historically, calling something a reconciliation uh, ended up uh, more recently uh, being considered more of, a, uh, how should I say, I'd had a negative uh, connotation. And why did it have a negative connotation? Because you're saying, I am making a change to some system based on some other system. Uh, and so the question always was, why do you have to make changes? Why don't you catch errors uh, as they happen? Um, and sort of data quality tools uh, provide you with the same capability. Uh, so in a sense, today, reconciliation platforms all use data quality uh, engines underneath them. Uh, so that's sort of the, the broadly the connection between reconciliations and data quality tools. Now, we know that data quality is a large piece of the data governance and data management puzzles, which we've talked about a lot on the show. So let's take a closer look at this. Specifically, data governance, from what I remember, implements processes and rules that ensure that poor data quality is identified and addressed appropriately. So whether you choose an active or passive data governance, that can also affect your data quality, but I won't go into too much detail there because we've talked about it a lot in previous episodes. But I'm wondering, can you elaborate on the connection between data quality and data governance a little bit more? And what part of data governance is actually solved by data quality tools? Yeah, so this is a, a broader discussion within the industry. Um, you know, both data management and data governance are broader topics. Um, and uh, data quality is uh, clearly one of the things that uh, data management tools and, uh, you know, data governance tools are trying to address. Um, now, if I have a data governance platform, something like, uh, say, uh, uh, Colibra or some, some tool like that, uh, these are metadata management tools. Um, and what they do is essentially capture all your data quality rules uh, in one uh, unified place. So I can have uh, my data catalogs, which uh, describe all the properties of uh, the different data sets that I have in the enterprise. Uh, and I can also list all the data quality rules that uh, that particular data set needs to adhere to or uh, obey. Um, and uh, the data governance tools today uh, generally capture all of this information in some central place. Data quality tools, on the other hand, actually run the data quality rules on the data. Uh, so uh, a Colibra-like tool is used more for documenting the data quality rules, while a data quality engine uh, is actually used for running the data quality rules on the data. Uh, so the, uh, the, the key here today is to understand that, uh, you know, modern data governance uh, involves at least two tools, one, a metadata management tool like Calibra, and two, a separate data quality tool. Um, and by combining both of them in a single platform, uh, you could uh, effectively solve the problem uh, in a more automated um, and uh, in a near real-time fashion and keep the tools more in sync. 
but uh, that's uh, that's sort of the pure nova approach. Uh, but broadly speaking, uh, metadata management tools and uh, data quality tools are both part of the overall data governance framework uh, that uh, enterprises put in. So just to dive a little deeper, when we talk about data quality tools that are existing today, are there specific ones that are common in the industry? And maybe you can also clarify, is data quality a feature in these integrated tools that are offered by major cloud and on-prem vendors? Yeah, so you know the data quality tool uh, industry as well um, has um, uh, evolved over time. Um, as we talked about originally, uh, you know, people call these as reconciliation engines uh, and reconciliation tools. Uh, and over time, people uh, evolved, uh, changed these tools, uh, and they became more what are called data quality tools, where uh, data quality uh, engine is present, um, and then uh, reconciliations are uh, performed using uh, such data quality tools. Uh, some of the popular standalone tools uh, in the industry uh, that have been around for a while, uh, a company called SmartStream uh, makes them. You know, It's a very popular data quality tool. Uh, Gresham Tech is another uh, UK-based company uh, that uh, builds uh, data quality tools. Uh, Duco is another standalone company that builds data quality tools. Um, and uh, there are uh, integrated tool vendors like IntelliMatch, uh, which is part of FIS Global, uh, that provides uh, data quality tools. There are many, many other vendors that offer data quality uh, tools. The other interesting thing is that some of the integrated players uh, like IBM, um, offer data quality as part of their broader uh, Infosphere platform, for example. Uh, Oracle offers some support for data quality in some of their uh, platforms. Informatica offers data quality tools uh, as part of some of their platforms. Uh, so you can see both standalone data quality tools and integrated data quality tools. Uh, the cloud vendors uh, like Amazon, uh, Google, uh, and Microsoft uh, have very limited support directly for end-to-end -end data quality. What they have is uh, an ability to sometimes configure some rules dynamically, uh, but uh, necessarily uh, having a full-fledged data quality product is not what uh, the cloud vendors have currently focused on. Um, and, uh, you know, believe that that's an upper layer application that needs to be built on top of the cloud and so that's kind of how the industry has evolved. So there are some standalone tools, uh, which are very popular. Uh, and then there are some integrated tools that have come in as part of your overall end-to-end -end solution. Both models are somewhat prevalent in the industry today. So in regards to current solutions that are providing data quality, I want to switch gears and actually talk about our own, which is the Cuneiform platform. And our product is a zero-code platform that automates data quality and end-to-end -end visibility, and then something we call process correctness. Now, there are a variety of data quality tools on the market, as you mentioned previously. So I think it's really important for our listeners to understand what differentiates us from these other solutions. Um, we've talked about how many tools are static, very batch oriented, but specifically, how does the platform ensure perpetual data quality and what makes our solution unique? Yeah. So... You know, data quality is a problem that's been vexing uh, large uh, enterprises, specifically in the financial market, for, for a very long period of time. Um, all these tools have been around. Uh, many of them have been around for five years, 10 years, uh, in some cases even longer. Uh, yet the industry continues to suffer from end-to-end -end data quality. The first reason for uh, the challenges in the industry are because most of these data quality tools are what we call our bilateral tools, which means all data quality tools that are today in the market uh, take one data set and compare it against another data set. 
um, and then try and run you know, data quality rules against these two data sets. In the Piernova case, uniquely, uh, we offer a way for users to kind of define an end-to-end workflow. And the workflow may consist of 10 or maybe even more different data sets, uh, each of which uh, is part of an entire end-to-end data pipeline uh, that is part of a business or a workflow. Now, we can perform data quality across this entire workflow in one shot, uh, which is a very different approach. Uh, therefore, uh, things like, uh, you know, uh, so some of the differences in our platform versus the bilateral tools, we can uh, eliminate uh, uh, duplicate uh, errors uh, that can show up multiple times because in a bilateral uh, tool set, you'd have to do, uh, you know, comparisons of every combination of data sets. Uh, and some errors that are present in upstream systems uh, may creep into downstream systems and trying to fix them in downstream systems really doesn't solve the problem because the problem happens somewhere upstream. Uh, in the Piernova case, we can solve this end-to-end in one shot. Uh, and so root cost analysis uh, and true uh, attainment of data quality is uh, much easier, cheaper, and faster using Piernova. The second major concept that I would kind of talk about is that Piernova provides an end-to-end uh, automation platform. And what does that mean? That means uh, that you can automate the process of going and acquiring data or connecting to various different data sources and then running a a set of data quality rules on them and then uh, generating the relevant reports uh, and then even fixing those in an automated fashion. Either you can do it in real time uh, or you can do it um, uh, on an incremental basis um, on a regular frequency, say every five minutes, every 10 minutes, every two minutes, uh, whatever the frequency is uh, that is appropriate for you. Uh, this again is uniquely different uh, for uh, for Pianova because existing tools typically run data quality, um, you know, say typically once a day at the end of the day. Uh, and so being able to do this in uh, near real time or in real time uh, allows you to catch errors, uh, almost immediately solve them, uh, reduces your risk uh, even further. This is a second major advantage. The third major advantage is that pretty much uh, Uh, as we talked about, data quality um, uh, tools involve uh, creating rules, uh, data quality rules. Uh, And in most cases, these data quality rules need to be programmed by someone in the IT. Uh, In the Pianova case, we uniquely offer a business user-friendly interface, which allows the business user to dynamically set rules up and execute them in real time or in batch or what have you in an automated fashion entirely in a zero code self-serve manner. Again, this is a unique differentiator of the Pianova product. So even though data quality is an existing problem in the industry for a long time, and there are many vendors, both uh, standalone vendors and integrated vendors that offer it, uh, Piernova offers these uh, unique, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, features. One, end-to-end data quality across the entire workflow. Uh, two, real-time um, automation uh, that allows you to build this uh, in a dynamic and real-time fashion. And three, uh, by being able to provide a zero-code platform for business users, uh, so that uh, business users themselves can configure it uh, and uh, and run the platform, as opposed to uh, requiring IT to write code to enter new data quality rules. So these are the unique differentiators that uh, Piernova offers, uh, as opposed to other vendors uh, that are out there already in the market. So I know this is a lot of information. If any of our listeners want a demo or to find out more information, please reach out to us. But Gangesh, this is a really great conversation. I know that this is going to help anyone who's listening have a better understanding of what exactly data quality tools are and why they're important and what we provide through our solution. So thank you again for joining us. 
thanks, Sonia. It was great having the conversation and hope our listeners had uh, an idea about uh, how these tools work and uh, what the key differentiators of uh, the Kinefarm platform are. Thank you. As always, thanks for listening to Digital Switch, where we provide deep dives into enterprise tools and topics surrounding digital transformation. You can find us, subscribe to us, and share us on your favorite podcast streaming service, digitalswitch.show, and recently even on YouTube. You can stay up to date on our episodes, blog posts, videos, and all things Purenova at purenova.com and at Purenova Inc. on Twitter. So that's all from us, everyone. Have a great week and stay safe.